What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode of Fantasy by Committee. I'm your host, Steve. Uh, I am FF by Committee. I am joined today by Zach, who is FF Chalupa Batman, Dave, who is DMendy02, and Mike, who's Mike Yazji94. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the first episode. Guys, thanks for coming to the first episode. Uh, this show is definitely about the energy, and I couldn't have picked three better guys to kick it off with. Um, wave hi to the audience, everybody, because it is time for us to kick off Fantasy by Committee, our first episode. Let's get to it. So a uh, quick thank you to uh, my buddy Ben at Ben Michaels uh, on TikTok for making that intro song. Um, I loved it the second I heard it, so I was really excited about it. Uh, we're going to kick it off right away with our um, picks. Uh, we're going to go through a safe pick, a sleeper pick, and a bust pick. Basically, what I'm asking you to do is... That's right. We're buying or selling, guys. So, Zach, kick us off with a safe pick. All right. So, I, I know you want it spicy. So, I'm going to bring the heat with the safest pick in the world. Uh, it is Justin Jefferson. Uh, for me, he's – so, he's consensus ADP wide receiver two, pick six. Honestly, I think that's that's not high enough. He should be wide receiver one ahead of Cooper Cup. And I would really take him, depending on how you want your league format to be, depending on how you want your team structure to be, anywhere in those first three picks. Uh, whether you go uh, the top two running backs or Jefferson first, your choice. Um, but Justin Jefferson has been phenomenal his first two seasons. He has the most total receiving yards in his first two seasons ever for a wide receiver at 3,016 yards. And now he has a more dynamic offensive coordinator, uh, or at least that's what we're expecting. So sign me up for Justin Jefferson, and I don't think you can get any safer than Justin Jefferson this year. I, I agree, right? Like, he's supposed to play the Cooper Cup role for Cooper Cup's former offensive coordinator. Like, all right. Do you think he has a shot, like, breaking Cup's record, like, one year removed from Cup setting it? I think he has a shot, but I think it relying on Kirk Cousins to do to throw like Matthew Stafford did, I don't know. I mean, I could see him throwing more touchdowns, but that yardage is going to be pretty pretty lofty. How about the rest of the committee here? He's my favorite wide receiver this year. He's my wide receiver one as well, which I think a few months ago was a hot take. But now I think it's actually the more trendy pick. I think I see more people picking that than not. He's somebody that now with Kevin O'Connell behind the helm here who should kind of take the lid off of this offense that Mike Zimmer's been putting on it the last couple of years. Uh, he's somebody that I think many will be shocked if he's not. If he's not the wide receiver one. He'll be a top three wide receiver for sure. If you get Justin Jefferson at any point in your draft, you're ecstatic. So I'm very much with Zach on that one. I 100% agree. Mike? I'm with Zach with regards to the fact that I can see him being the number one wide receiver. But to answer your question, Steve, I don't see him repeating Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup last year was just once in a lifetime that we're going to see that. And that was just unreal. And also, I think having a high-powered running back in the offense will affect 
the amount of targets that he'll be getting compared to in LA where the running back was really a committee until Cam Akers came back and that affected things. And it was just Cooper Cup or bust because Odell Beckham came in, was all right for them, and there was no other real weapon. Robert Woods also tore his ACL last year. So um, definitely it was only Cooper Cup or bust in L.A. So that's why I don't think he can repeat what Cooper Cup did last year. Sure. Now you also have a wide receiver as your safe pick, right, Mike? Yep, I do. And going from Cooper Cup, I think going to going from Justin Jefferson, I think what's his face? Uh, Devontae Adams is someone who I really believe is a safe pick uh, due to the fact is that he's going from one of the greatest quarterbacks in our generation to a very consistent quarterback, I think, in Derek Carr. Sure. Uh, the reason why I like Derek uh, Devontae Adams is because he already has that connection with Derek Carr, and he had that connection with Rodgers for so many years. He had that college connection where he and Derek Carr lit the world on fire back in 2013 at Fresno State, where I believe Derek Carr threw for 50 touchdowns and Devontae Adams had 24 of them. So he had a very good connection with them, and also going to a high-powered offense in Las Vegas led by Josh McDaniels. It, I think it primes for a very safe season for Devontae Adams, and I don't think there's any worry with him going from Rodgers to Carr. I agree. I, I actually have him as my wide receiver, too, right behind Jefferson and right ahead of Cup. Anyone have a problem with Devontae Adams? I can't imagine that we do. Cause... I've seen people putting Diggs ahead of him recently. I heck, I personally have Devontae Adams wide receiver four and Diggs wide receiver five, but recently just scouting through Twitter, many people have seemed to put Diggs ahead of him. Again, I think there it's kind of a toss, but I don't know about you guys. Where do you have in terms of Diggs to, to Vontae Adams? It sounds like Steve, you have him Devontae Adams ahead of Diggs. Sounds like yeah. Mike, you do as well. Zach, what about you? I would take Diggs ahead of Adams, but I don't think that means Adams is not a safe pick. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's where he's going. I think he's actually at a value. Um, because I think he is sliding a bit, but I still would take Diggs ahead of Adams if I had to pick between the two of them. I don't know. Like, I know the Gabe Davis lovers are out there, like, screaming that he's going to be a wide – like, he's not going to be in anything, number one. Like, let's just get that out there right now. He's, like, a wide receiver, like, five. But, like, Diggs is good, but is he Adams good? I don't know. Diggs, I mean, I can see the argument for Diggs, especially with Josh Allen. Everyone is hyping up Josh Allen after the incredible season last season where Josh Allen could be the quarterback one this year. So, yeah. again, so I, don't, I can see the argument made for Diggs. I don't like Diggs. I like Diggs fine. He's like my wide receiver six, but just not as much as Adams. All right, Dave, you were the only one who didn't go wide receiver for your safe pick. Who would you give us? I wanted to go a little outside the box and go with a running back and go Aaron Jones. And I think his second round ADP, where you can get him where he is right now, I think he's going to smash this year. Uh, I'll give credit. This is from Rotoviz. Just Aaron Jones's splits with Devontae Adams and without Devontae Adams. So he's played 59 games with, eight games without. In the 59 games with Devontae Adams, he's averaged 14.8 PPR points per game. Without Devontae Adams, that number is 22.8 fantasy points per game. The receptions are nearly two receptions more per game. The receiving touchdowns go from just barely over 0.1 to go to half a touchdown per game. He's also getting a bunch more receiving yards, more than double the amount of receiving yards every single game. This is a guy already in Aaron Jones that we saw last year. He had the eighth most running back targets per game last year and the eighth most overall targets per game. 
he's somebody that I think is going to fill the biggest void of the targets left from Devontae Adams. I know people are talking about Alan Lazard, who I love as well. Romeo Dubs is another guy that people are talking about. Of course, Christian Watson. But I think Aaron Jones is going to take another step into the receiving role this year. I think Dylan and Aaron Jones are going to coexist beautifully, where Dylan's going to get a lot more carries, and Jones is going to start being more of a hybrid. And that's going to be great for PPR League. So I think Aaron Jones, especially in PPR formats, where he's going, I love him as my RB2 if I go RE heavy to start. And he's a great RB1 if uh, if you want to go hero RB and take three or four receivers and take him as your lone running back. I like that. It's funny. I really like Aaron Jones this year, and I really hate Aaron Rodgers this year. Like, <laughs> like I have Jones as like my 10th running back, but Aaron Rodgers is my 21st uh, quarterback in my projections, um, which may seem blasphemous to some, but I'm like, who else is he going to throw to? Like, they're all bad. You can't tell me he has Sammy Watkins. Like, don't look at me and tell me he has Sammy Watkins. Like, I don't hey, want to hear one, that. Sammy Watkins. Wait, going I was on. about to say week one. Sammy yeah, Watkins. Best, baby. yeah. Week one, he, and then he turns into a pumpkin, right? The rest of the year, and like, you're like, what happened? And then week eighteen, Watkins? after we're all done. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is with him, right? I can't get my mind around what happens to Sammy Watkins after week one. It's like he's like, that was that was it. That was that was my effort for the year. Hey, he got like, his, he got his <laughs> game check. He's good. Yeah, he's, he just needs one, right? He's like, then I'm like, ah, oh, my hammy. Like I don't know what to do. Um, all right, so we all agree, Aaron Jones, big year this year. Does anyone hate Aaron Jones? I don't hate Aaron Jones. I do like Aaron Jones a lot, especially as ADP. But I am a little concerned with the AJ Dillon usage. But then again, what do you guys think of that? Like that is it going to be more like last year, where it's all Aaron Jones? But if Aaron Jones does go down, AJ Dillon's clearly an RB one. Would you still take AJ Dillon as a? I'm sorry, Aaron Jones at the ADP? Are you cautious about AJ Dillon's usage in that Packers offense? I was gonna let Zach talk. Uh, I can go. go ahead. <laughs> so, um, uh, I think it's gonna be fine. So, AJ Dillon saw a lot of usage last year, um, and Aaron Jones still play well. I think it's really gonna come down to those touchdown splits. Aaron Jones ended up scoring a lot more than AJ Dillon, but they had pretty similar opportunities near the goal line. Um, so that could easily flip. But I think Aaron Jones, as we as uh, David mentioned, with the whole wide receiver aspect, I mean, we could see some crazy target numbers for. Aaron Jones, and it wouldn't shock me if they're on the field together a lot, mm-hmm. and Aaron yeah. Jones is running out in patterns uh, significantly, or even set like lined up in the slot, um, just to give them another wrinkle because they don't have a lot of dynamic uh, pass catchers. Robert Tunyon's still banged up, and he's not dynamic either. So it could be a great way Robert to wrinkle Tunyon. the offense. Yeah, so I'm not. So I'm not a- concerned. This was a pretty kumbaya kind of uh, segment to start with, but we're gearing up toward it, and I have a couple that I'm going to be mad about in just a few minutes. But the next segment is your sleepers, and I can't really be mad at you about sleepers yet. So, uh, Dave, why don't you start us off with your sleeper? Well, this one, so I actually wrote this, and I didn't even see the news that came out that associated with it, so I was like, it's destiny. And that's Pierre, (laughs) Pierre Strong Jr., who, after I wrote it in there, probably 30 minutes later, I just went on Facebook. And I saw Adam Schefter's post on Facebook, and it said that James White is retiring. Well, man, if that's not destiny, I don't know what is. Pierre Strong is was one of my favorite running backs coming out of draft. When you watch his tape, he's so shifty. He's somebody that can read the hole, and he bursts through it. I think his running style is underrated. He's a good receiving back. And people are talking about right now, is it going to be Ramondre Stevenson? Is it going to be Damian Harris? 
Do not sleep on Pierre Strong Jr. I'm telling you, I wanted to go really, really, really deep for this sleeper. Someone's not talking about him. Anybody on Twitter isn't talking about him. He's I haven't going seen a be, word about him. That's what I'm saying. He's going to be the James White. And people are saying, oh, it's going to be Stevenson, whatever. I'm telling you guys, it may start out slow, but Pierre Strong is going to be fantasy relevant this year. And you can use your last round pick and a deep draft on him and then reap the benefits when it happens during the season. I'm telling you, you got to get Pierre Strong. Mark mark this down on August 11th at 8.15. Dave, <laughs> Dave has claimed Pierre Strong as the breakout guy. Well, the sleeper a, at least. Sleeper. The, the sleeper. Uh Mike, why don't you why don't you give us your sleeper next? And just we'll to touch on Dave. We all know Belichick and his backfield non-obsession, so we can use any running backs. I can completely see Pierre Strong just breaking out, or at least becoming a fantasy relevant uh individual. But my um sleeper is a rookie as well that I had as the receiver one coming into the twenty twenty two NFL draft. And he got Picked by the New Orleans Saints. His name is Chris Olave. I see him going, like, I'm looking on Sleeper, and I see that he is a wide receiver 41, pick 107. I think that he could potentially have a top 20 season uh, right off the bat. I That is pending, obviously, Jameis Winston's health. The reason why I say pending Jameis Winston's health is because Jameis, we all know, loves to throw the deep ball. And Steve and I, we know that from Florida State. And we see that in college with Tampa Bay and even in the four or five games last year he had before he tore his ACL, he was very decent at throwing the ball. But he also threw the ball to the other team. Uh, however, I see him, Chris Olave, he's a very big play threat. And that is something that Jameis likes to use, take advantage of. And we all know Michael Thomas has not played in two years. Who knows if he comes back 100%. And they just signed Jarvis Landry to a one-year deal. And I do believe that Chris Olave could take over the as the number one option in that offense uh, pretty quickly. And I can see him, like I said, being a top 20 receiver all, if, all, if everyone stays healthy for that Saints offense. Honestly, at this point, I mean, uh, he could be the number one receiver right this second, right? I mean, I've never seen anything like Michael Thomas where he hasn't played in two years. Like, who does that? Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> we all so we all like Olave then. Is anyone not like Olave? He's my. I haven't he's put my this top on, rookie. I haven't put this on Twitter yet, but I do think he's actually going to outscore Michael Thomas this year. I think he's going to be somebody that I do like him a lot as well, and I, I think eventually he's going to have the rapport with Jameis Winston, whether Thomas is injury problems or he's just lost a step, whatever. I know there's been some good camp reports, but I, I think. Olave is really going to come into his own this first season. So I, I like that call. I agree. All right, Zach, wrap up our sleepers. All right. So I went super safe with Justin Jefferson. So I dug deep um, on this one. Now people have been talking about him. Um, so he's not like. It's not a men. It's not a Mendy pick. No, no, we're not. We're not going that <laughs> deep. Uh, but it's Isaiah McKenzie of the Buffalo Bills. So he is currently. Let's see. ADP wide receiver 77 pick 225 so he's basically free unless you're in a deep deep uh, draft but he potentially could be the starter um, as in the slot depending on Jamison Crowder and let's be honest Jamison Crowder is probably going to get hurt at some point if he's finally healthy for this season and you're attached to the the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen so um, is he going to be consistent absolutely not are you going to start him all the time absolutely not 
Um, but when you play those matchups and once he gets that starting flex role, or sorry, the starting slot role, you can roll him into your flex and hopefully grab a touchdown or at least just get pepper with targets. Um, so at that deep price, I mean, he's free. So why not stash him at the end of your bench and see what happens? I love how much you can tell we all play fantasy football. We're like, they're a starting flex option. They're going to start at the flex for their teams. Like we're there. <laughs> all right, let's fight. Who are your busts this year? Because I've, I I already saw who they were, and I'm already mad about two of them. And I'm like, really, just not here for this. So, Mike, why don't you start? With, I'm just going to scream at you for the next five minutes. So I, I I knew as soon as I was typing in the bust, I was going between uh, really two people. Um, but I picked Antonio Gibson, and as soon as I finished my info, I was like, oh, Steve's not going to be happy about this. Steve wasn't happy. He almost got booted from being invited to the show. <laughs> so. <laughs> why so do you I, have antonio gibson as a bust i just something about him just does not attract me in terms of fantasy potential i had him last year and the year before the year before great last year he really just pissed me off with the amount of fumbles he had and they i thought antonio gibson could have been something very special this year if they let jd mckissick walk he went and signed with Buffalo, and then he re-signed with Washington, which I thought was bizarre at the time. And I think J.D. McKissick affects things for Antonio Gibson, and also drafting the third-round running back out of Alabama, Brian Robinson, big factor as well. So I do believe that Robinson is a bigger body, and he will take those goal-line carries away from Gibson. And Ron Rivera, although he may continue to compare Antonio Gibson to Christian McCaffrey, I just don't see that happening. So I'm just not a fan of Antonio Gibson, and I would rather take any other receiver over him in that position and continue to punt that running back in that case. Or I might even take other running backs that are available at his current draft cost. The man, like is <laughs> the man is 6'2", 220. He's not losing goal-line carries to a man who couldn't start till his fifth year. Like, you really – all right. He might Everyone not. He may to- not. Everyone needs to realize Antonio Gibson played the entire last year on a broken leg. The whole year was on a broken leg, okay? I can't go to my refrigerator on a broken leg, let alone play in the NFL. So, I still have Antonio Gibson as a top 12 option in fantasy. He's going to get more targets because it's like a one-year deal for McKissick. It's basically just a let's get Gibson going into the receiving role and then we'll phase you out and you can go wherever you want. I still love Antonio Gibson. Does anyone else hate Antonio Gibson or like, do we agree with Mike, disagree with Mike? Where are we at? I disagree in the fact that at his draft cost, I have no issue. Mm-hmm. With, like, I don't find him as a bust at that price. Um, if we were drafting him like we were last year, then I could see him being a bust. But I mean, so many people are out on him. He slid so much that um, I have no problem taking a chance on him because he's probably your running back three or four where he's going. Um well, he's in like according to like sleeper, he's an RB two. That's why I'm like I'm out on that. Like he's uh, I have never, I haven't seen him, upside, though. I haven't seen him go as an RB two in, in any draft I've been in recently. Fantasy Pros has him as RB twenty one consensus. I mean, that's about an RB two level. Yeah, going in uh, tier I, five. So I've like, been in a lot of drafts where people just don't like Antonio Gibson. So I don't mind taking him a little bit later. Uh-huh. But I can understand where Mike's coming from at, at that draft cost. But as my third running back, it, yeah. I will take him all day. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know if I'm taking him as as my first two backs just 
the reasons that Mike said, but I'm not like out on him because like Zach was saying, he's slipping so much in drafts. He's becoming a huge value. So I, I definitely will get some of him this year for sure. I will have all the Antonio Gibson shares, all of them. Yeah, if I'm going to draft with you, Steve, I'm not getting Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> no one gets Antonio Gibson when I'm there. There's three guys you don't get when I'm there. It's Godwin, Deontay, and Antonio Gibson. Like, those are my dudes. All right, Dave, give us a bust. I think this one is pretty easy. I haven't seen too many people hype him up too much. It's James Conner. He's somebody that I've, I if I whiff on him, then I will gladly wear it because – this is a guy last year that had over 35% of his touchdowns in goal-to-go situations and also had the lowest yards per rush average of any running back that didn't finish in the top 24 in fantasy points. So he had 3.72 yards per rush last year. This is a guy that also let all players, running backs, if we're talking about the position specifically, and just overall fantasy points coming from touchdowns. I believe it was over 40% of his fantasy points came off of touchdowns. This is a guy that 18 touchdowns last year uh, has had injury problems before this. Obviously, he fought through cancer. I can't imagine what he's been through with that. But the injuries, the fact that he pretty much exceeded all expectations last year, I think him getting a full row and not a full load and not sharing with Chase Edmonds at all anymore and pretty much having the main role now with the Cardinals this year. I don't think he's going to make it through the season. He already wasn't efficient. Eight, you can't expect 18 touchdowns again. I will not draft James Conner, no matter how much he slips in fantasy drafts this year. I'm out on him. Right. I mean, how are you supposed to project that? How are you supposed to rely on a touchdown a game? You just can't. Like, and they were coming in bunches, right? There were a lot of games where it was like two touchdowns, three. T- I mean, there will be the one, the one specific day. I think it was when he had his five touchdowns. And I know everybody always says, "What if?" But my entire DFS lineup in the Millie Maker, I had Zeke in his spot. And if I had flip-flopped him and Zeke, I would have won the million. And I was thinking oh. about playing, a, like, I was going to probably play Edmonds. Uh, but I was looking at the Cardinals running backs before I chose Zeke. Uh, so, I mean, it's a, always a Would that have hurt if. more? Do you think it would have hurt more if you had Edmonds instead? It like, would definitely would have hurt. You're just, like, cursing 100%. yourself forever? Like, Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was some definitely, like, I ended up winning, like, $300 that week, which in the Millie Maker is, like, serious because, like, I, I think I ended up finishing in the top, like, 500 people, which the Millie Maker is, I think it's something, like, I haven't played it since last year, but it, it, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. We so all like, play in the Millie Maker because, yes. uh, you know, it's like five bucks. So but, <laughs> Yeah, but that's why, like, I'm like, holy crap. Like, so I always remember that, like, five touchdown game. But, yeah, I mean, it, but they always came it, in right? So that means, what, like 30% of his fantasy production came in a game. One. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like I was saying, too. He had 35% of his touchdowns in goal-to-go situations. So, like, touchdown machine last year, but I'm not banking on – touchdowns every year from all these players that stuff isn't sticky year to year i agree i I think anyone higher on connor i'm not i'm like out on connor i I don't mind taking connor i think in a third late third round i don't i'm not opposed to it personally especially if you already have a solid rb1 that could fall to for example like a joe mixon could fall or maybe the off chance that you take Devontae at that turn or nick chubb i think you take one of those guys and you end up with James Conner in the end of the third, I'm not opposed to that at all. Let me ask you guys, James, of course, Fantasy Bros consensus, James Conner's RB15. Behind him is Zeke Elliott, David Montgomery, Brees Hall, 
uh, Travis Etienne, Cam Akers, and Antonio Gibson. I take. I would. I would take I all take those most guys. of those guys. I take most of those guys over him. David Montgomery, maybe not, and maybe not Travis Etienne. Uh, I'm iffy on Etienne, and I'm a Dax fan, so I'm not trusting that backfield right now in Jacksonville. Yeah, Mike so. actually lives in Jacksonville, so if he's not in on Etienne, now I'm not touching him. Like this is either. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm in on Etienne, but not in the fourth round where he's going. Absolutely not. James Robinson come back, but that's we can talk about that later. I'm not sure on that Jacksonville backfield. That's but my to answer your question. I take Connor over Montgomery, Gibson, and who are the other two? Gibson. It was Montgomery, Gibson, Zeke, Brees Hall. Oh, overhaul too. I don't like rookies that early. Personally. And Cam Akers. Yeah, I take Connor. That's all, also all a spicy of... take. You don't like rookies that early. Oh, I love Brees Hall. That's when they I feed love them. Yeah, give me Brees after Hall. Give me all Beck... the Brees Hall. After losing Beckton, I'm not sure how that's going to impact them. Beckton sucks. He I was listening he... to some Jets fans, and they were saying like he's not as good as you think. Like, and he's in, been injured for most of his career. That man is 450 pounds. There's zero chance he was going to stop a speed rusher coming around the edge <laughs> at 450 pounds. Like, let's let's stop it. Stop it, Makai Beckton. Like, just <laughs> retire and open like a restaurant or something. All right, Zach, what do you got for us? I knew you would save me for last because. I, I happily put this name down, and I knew it I had to breathe off. between Mike and like you. I can't just like <laughs> come do that. Yeah, see, we work together on too many different teams, and we're we're on a show together, so I know who you like and who you don't like, and I know you yeah. love this player. So Najee Harris um, is my bus, and man, his Twitter been going crazy the last couple of days uh, with pro Najee Harris and anti Najee Harris. And I will say, I'm not anti Najee Harris. If you want to draft the guy, draft the guy. I just don't really like his his value. There's too many other players at that spot on the board that I would just rather have. Um, is he talented? Absolutely. Um, that offensive line scares me. That quarterback situation. I don't care what you think of big Ben Trubisky Pickett. He sucks. They're not, they're not good enough to help um, Najee because maybe big Ben's noodle arm actually helped Najee enough to get 94 targets and 74 receptions. I don't know what that offense is going to look like this year now that Matt Canada's actually taking over and Big Ben's not running it. I mean, I'm just concerned that we're going to see – like, he wasn't very efficient. He just had a lot of volume. We could see that volume slip. And yeah, but- like I said, it, it's more of his draft cost that bothers me the most, not so much the player. And that's um, why I have him as a bust. Someone has to disagree with this. Someone has no, to say I'm with Zach on this one. I'm with Zach. I'm, not I'm with Zach as well, it. actually. Oh, my God. Guys, it's Pittsburgh. They pump out RB1s. Like, it, Le'Veon Bell wasn't that efficient either. Like, it's it's not an efficiency thing there. It's a volume but thing. It's Le- a volume you can't thing. say Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell actually had a decent big bend at the time. All right, but that's the thing, right? It's like, no matter what you can say, what was that movie where they they had the dead guy and they kept like acting like he was alive? They had to like pretend he was alive. That was what Big Ben was last year. Weekend at Bernie's? Yes, that's what it is. Weekend at Bernie's. That was all Big Ben was, was some guy in a suit pretending Big Ben was alive. Bruh, he couldn't throw more than 10 yards. Like, it it was crazy. Crazy to watch him try to play quarterback. It was sad, really. Would you rather Um, have Najee or Dalvin Cook? Najee. Najee Dalvin is my RB1. Najee is my RB1. You. The RB1. You, you think Najee is an RB1? The, the RB1 this year. I think your take is spicier than me calling Najee. Yeah, right. I'm with I you. Agree. I think you're, yeah, you're out of the your mind. The RB1. I have it in my projections. It's it's out there. I put it out the, to the world. Doc and I have a bet about this, actually. We made a bet uh, about a couple weeks ago. 
and we said over or under the RB five for Najee over. Harris, and I went like under. Four under. Under. What is it? What's over mean? Like four, three, over two, is one. A top five finish. For yeah. So he's yeah. Finish. So I he like top five finish. Doc wins. Not top five finish. I win. Oh, he's Doc a top love, five finish. Loves Najee Harris. Like that's a lock. That's a lock. Christian McCaffrey. I have Christian McCaffrey. I don't have my rankings in front of me, but just looking at the players, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor. I have Dalvin Cook ahead of him. Um, I have Austin Eckler ahead of him. And then I have to look back at my rankings, but he's, he's, I think I have him as like RB seven, which is still good. It's just, I'm not going to get any of him because I won't draft him high enough. So Steve, I've got a question for you. Why do you love Najee Harris so much? Like volume, volume and talent. Love it. Love the whole thing. Like the look too. Man's a good looking player. Really, I'm just really all about it. I'm all in on Najee. That well, being he, said, that, he's let's... Gonna, he's going to be the person that burns you, so just a heads up. It's fine. I've been burned before. I don't even care. All right, let's get sad here because we're about to talk. Unfortunately, we're going to talk about more than just a week. Who ruined your entire season last year? So break out the tissues, people, because it's time to start talking about our heartbreakers. Zach, why don't you start us off? Sure. So this was an easy one for me because I was very excited about this play last year. Had him on a lot of rosters. um, And you would have thought he would have been amazing. He had some flashy weeks, but overall he just was not consistent enough. And it was A.J. Brown. Ended up being the wide receiver 32 overall uh, PPR. Only played in 13 games. He was 13.9 points per game. So it's not terrible. Well, that is not what you were expecting when you drafted A.J. Brown at that probably second or third round was where he was going. And sure. he played so many times where he really was hurt and he probably shouldn't have played. So he started him and then he burned you. Uh, so A.J. Brown and I even stacked him with with Tannehill so many times and ooh, it was it was rough. <laughs> that is tough. That's a rough one. Yeah, A.J. Brown burned a lot, a lot of people. Mike. Who ruined your season last year? So, this man burned me in one league. Steve, you know this league. Uh, I started off 0-8, 0-9, I believe. And then I won every game since to make the semifinals in that league. I did cut cut bait with him. And then he also cost me another in my home league because he was my third-round pick. His name is Allen Robinson. And he absolutely (laughs) burned me. When I tell you burned... Like I've never been so affected by a position by a player in a draft like he did. Multiple what was crazy him, is you wouldn't trade him either. You like I dug in him. on him. Like I, I tried. This is gonna be the week. This is gonna I, be the yeah. week. That's what it was. He's like he's like, no, 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 dude. He's sick. He's sick. No, like he's I, not I, so I love Allen Robinson. I loved him since he was in Jacksonville. I loved him coming out of college. I, maybe it was a personal obsession with him. I don't know. But Granted, in my home league, I did eventually dump him, and I ended up also drafting Debo and Cooper Cup in the fourth, fifth round, so that luckily saved my season. But Allen Robinson absolutely is the person who burned me because I was expecting wide receiver one-type numbers. Like he was, I was a big fan of him, and he just burned me in 2021. Gave you waiver wire numbers. Guess how many games Allen Robinson played last year? Like 12 or 13, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he played in 12 games. You, you would have thought he played in one. I think he had one game, <laughs> one week over ten fantasy points. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was bad. He, 
It was bad. It was beyond I've never, bad. Was I've abysmal. never seen a position like that, like a player perform that badly. Do you think he's going to bounce back? Do you have yes. him as a bounce back candidate? Yeah. Yeah, okay. you can't. From however. All right, all right. We just have to see if it's spicy or not. If you guys don't like Allen Robinson, if you no, he's watched, like, it we got to talk about it. He stunk it up last year to a point where you've got to bounce back from that. Anything over seven points a game is bounce back from last year. All right, all right. Dave, who made you sad? Zach, did you look at the show sheet? I did not look at it yet. Oh, don't look at it I mean, yet. I didn't look at yours yet. Did you know who it is without looking? No, but I mean, now that I looked at it, I'm like, oh, that's 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 very on brand for you. Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was... Oh, that's right, you're a big Chiefs guy. Yeah, he was my guy last year, and I like made a bunch of Twitter threads last year doing tons of research on it. I was like, this is the year... He's going to be utilized more in the passing game. I like talked about the Chiefs off, uh, offensive line wind blocking rate supposed to go up. It was like dead last the year before uh, uh, run blocking rate, excuse me. And so like it's one of those things where it's like the narratives played out beautifully. And I remember he had that first game. Look where at his face. He, Look how sad he looks. Yeah, Just he, like talking. It was the game against the Texans. And he had like that one touchdown run where he like, put his foot in the ground and then got like a 50 yard touchdown. And I was like going nuts and I was like all about it. And then sure enough, the rest of the year was just trash. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. still don't know why they never utilized him in the passing game. Like he was in college, but he, the thing that I've learned about him over yeah. time, he's not an explosive runner. He's one of the, in terms of FTNs, like explosive run rate, which is 20 plus yard runs and like the percentage that running backs hit him. He's one of the worst in the league, does not have any type of explosiveness to him. He's somebody that plods along, gets like a four-yard run, a six-yard run, then a minus two-yard, then like a one. He does, he doesn't have the it factor, and I'm out on him. He hurt me ton last year. I haven't drafted him in any drafts this year. Uh, never, probably will never again. <laughs> well, he's Don't slow, worry. right? What did he come up with, a four six six forty, like as a running back? And but so like, did Kareem Hunt. He The Kareem Hunt had a four six something forty as well. I don't know, man. Like, and he's small. Like, he's a small dude. I'm like, yo, he's a, he's a slow Devonta Freeman. And I think what everyone was hurt by Edward Tiller last year was because the Chiefs drafted him. If it was anyone else, it wouldn't have been a problem. But it was the Chiefs. It was two years well, in a row of people ago. being yeah. like, he's a yeah. thing. Ago, yeah. Two years ago, yeah. John but back-to-back back years yeah, where he was a high draft pick. Like, you spent you spent on him expecting him to be That's because a they, thing. They let go Kareem Hunt, and that they thought he'd replace him perfectly, and he never did. He still hasn't. Think they could have had Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, or Antonio Gibson. That's... That's rough. <laughs> Antonio Gibson. You, you had to throw in terrible. Antonio Gibson there, didn't you? Bruh! He still would have been better than Clyde <laughs> Look what he... All right. Forget last year because he had a broken leg. Do you remember that game against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Yeah, when he had four touchdowns or three yeah. touchdowns, whatever he had. He's a stud. He's going to do that again this year. Yeah, okay. Small sample size. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's the so, Cowboys. They always choke on Thanksgiving. Let's get into some rapid-fire stuff. Real quick, I want each of you to name a guy that's your guy. I want you to shamelessly plug this player. Mike, let's start with you. Oh, it's Dalvin Cook. 100% for me. I personally think he's going to be the RB1 in, by the end of the year, and I think he has a very good shot at going for 2,000 yards rushing. So I'm making that prediction. But I wow. think he's RB1 by the end of the season. Cool. Mendy. Michael Pittman, 31% target share from weeks 13 to 18. 57 more targets than the next closest receiver last year. Uh, he's going to be at Matt Ryan's alpha wide receiver one. 88 catches, over a thousand yards and six touchdowns is just going to be just a taste 
what he saw last season is going to be so much better this year. He's a back-end wide receiver one for me. I have him as wide receiver 12, so he's going to be great this year. Zach? C.D. Lamb. C.D. Uh, Lamb. So he's looked solid, a lot of talent. He hasn't really been over 20% target share. Uh, I was expecting more 25% this year. Uh, now with all those injuries and everything going on, I mean, we could be pushing 30%, and he could be flirting with wide receiver one, depending on how things shake out in the season. So definitely top five for me at wide receiver. Awesome. All right, we're going to go rapid fire, but not fantasy football related. Ready? We want to get to know you a little bit as the as people. Ready? Zach, we're going to start with you. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookie dough. No hesitation. Dave? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm horrible at these. Um, Smash your pass, Dave. Smash your pass. Uh, I'll go cookie dough, too. I, I, I like all, all right. ice cream. All right, Mike? <laughs> Men chocolate ship, and it's not even a debate. All right. Zach, favorite movie? Top Gun, the original. And that was Dave. way before this new one came out. New one's great. Uh, Top Gun, the original, though. Dave? Any Adam Sandler movie. All right, Mike? Any Marvel movie. Wait a minute. Any Adam <laughs> Sandler movie? <laughs> Dude, he's, he's, a, he's a genius, man. I watched Hustle was great. I just Hustle was very that. good. Yeah, watched Hustle Happy Gilmore the other day. Just, I just watched what? Click and Cried, so that was a thing. That That's was right. I, I, I cry all the time at that one. That's what I'm saying. He's that one makes me cry every time. All right, Zach. Just, best the one where he has to play his sister, that one is not Oh, good. Jack and oh, Jill. Jack that was terrible. I never, yeah. I've never seen that one. You shouldn't. <laughs> Zach, best team name you've ever, ever had in fantasy football. All right, so this sounds really inappropriate now, and I apologize. It was the team name after he was arrested, but before he was convicted. Uh, it was Caught Red Hernandez. Oh no! <laughs> oh man, Dave. Uh, for Netflix and chill. Nice. Mike. <laughs> so I'm torn between two, but one of them was you know remember when Drake always had a um, favorite team whenever that team was good. Yeah. One year I just decided my team Drake's new favorite team. Just simple as that. Just simple. I like that. I think my favorite was a song of Ice and Pryor, Matt, Matty Ice and Terrell Pryor on the same team. So that was my favorite one. Uh, and the last question, Zach, who is your first or who is your current favorite celebrity crush? Uh, Anna Kendrick. Dave? No hesitation there. I, I looked at the show seat. So I, I <laughs> um, my first one was Jennifer Gardner. And As I'm alias? Looking... Yeah, yeah. Ele- and Electra. Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was whew, she was smoking. And then uh, now I You're like both that. married, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but my wife's not home. That's the difference. And she'll never hear this. Uh, my wife doesn't watch my podcast and I'm I'm guessing, so <laughs> <laughs> give me some Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, Mike, who's your celebrity crush? So honestly, it's still to this day. Mila Kunis for me is mm-hmm. always oh, yeah. every a crush, like ever since I was younger, her. Sure. I, I even have a crush on Mila Kunis. No one's that gay. So <laughs> let's, uh, so that's a wrap on us. All right. So that's going to do us for us here this week. Please make sure to like, share, give everyone here a follow on Twitter and comment on this podcast and let us know your thoughts. Be a part of the committee and get in on the action. Thank you to our guests, Zach, Dave, Mike. Thank you for being here. Ben, thank you for the music. Uh, to Triple Play family, thank you so much for welcoming me and the show onto your channel. Uh, subscribe to Triple Play. Guys, Bell Cow running backs are amazing, but fantasy is meant to be in a committee. Remember, it's never goodbye. It's just till next time. I'll see you later. Guys, have a good night. You too.